Welcome back to the Podcast Positivity Show. It is time for our weekend message series discussion. 14 Keys to Lasting Love, a six-part message based on Dr. Kim Kimberlin's book. We're going to also look at another book that we've had on the show, Bad Toe Field of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. We're going to also go to a book called Never Forsaken, actually written by me, your host, Marlena G. Get a little poetry out of that. We're going to dive into the prayer manual, all of that and more coming up. Keep it locked. It's weekends. For most of us, the day we looked our very best was our wedding day. Pastor Tommy Nelson says it's all downhill from there. The truth is, most of us before marriage were in pursuit mode. We tried to look our best. We wanted to impress. We were trying to get him or her to fall in love with us. Then the wedding day. Every year on anniversary, Nancy and I look at our wedding pictures. There's some great memories from that time in our lives. Do we look different today? Sure. But personal health has been a part of our lives since the second year of our marriage. Why year two? During that first year, we ate. We didn't exercise. And by the end of that first year, both of us weighed more than we ever had before. By far. So we looked in the mirror and said, this has got to stop. What did we do? We changed our eating habits, we began regular exercise, and we committed to making good personal health a lifestyle for the two of us. That was a number of years ago, but looking back, it was one of the most important decisions we made together for our marriage. How's your personal health? Do you need to make some changes? Why not begin today? Take that first step. Taking care of yourself is good for you, great for your marriage. Awesome message from Dr. Kim Kimberling. Let's now go to our week two questions. One, there are three things that always make a health difference for us. How would you rate yourself on each? Using a 1 to 10 scale, I regularly get enough sleep, I eat healthy most of the time, I exercise at least three times a week. Two, what, if anything, is keeping you from taking care of your health? Three, do you see your body as a temple for Christ and a gift from God? If not, how do you view it? Four, our bodies enable us to glorify God and do the work God has laid out for us to do. Our bodies are something God gave us and something to be stewarded. When you think of your body this way, does it make you want to change anything about the way you care for your body? Five, why is it important to have a regular medical checkup. Six, what can you do as a couple to support each other in developing a plan for the best personal health possible? Seven, it's easy to get healthy confused with the world standards for outward beauty and in turn to actually not take good care of our bodies. Example, Feeling pressure to be super skinny, you neglect to nourish your body. In what ways do culture and Satan's lies affect you? 
How can you replace those lies with the truth? Going a bit deeper, as part of taking care of yourself, set a time to evaluate yourselves on personal health issues. This could be monthly, every few months, or yearly, depending what you as a couple think would be best for the two of you. As you move forward, celebrate the fruit of your work together. Following those questions, we're going to go to our week two Bible verses. Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 19 uh, through 20 from the NIV. Jesus said, are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's Matthew eleven twenty six through 30 from the MSG. As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out of the way places for prayer. Luke five sixteen from the MSG. That's going to conclude our second part to the 14 Keys to Lasting Love six-part message based on Dr. Kim Kimberlin's book. Hopefully those questions in scripture was very helpful, kind of opened up your eyes to some things and you and your spouse can discuss it, have a conversation, and maybe it'll help um, get things going in a positive um, direction for you and your spouse. Keep it locked right here on weekends so that we can complete this message together. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I really believe I have something special to share with the world. And Anchor is helping me do that. And I love how easy to use their podcasting tools are. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, 
Go to Anchor FM Start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor FM Start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcoming back to the Podcast Positivity Show today, The Battlefield of the Mind book by Joyce Meyer. I brought this book on the show about two weeks ago, and I noticed that it was a lot of um, uh, positive feedback around this um, book and this subject. So I felt that it really helps people, and um, it's actually something that helps me. I'm going to be reading from uh, Meditate on God and His Works, page 154. I often have to meditate in the mornings when I get up because if I don't come into the presence of God and read my scripture and meditate on his word, I just kind of feel like my day is not complete. And on the days that I'm moving so fast and I forget to do that, um, I make sure that I have to really get to it because it's very important to dwell in the presence of God. So I'm going to start reading, and if you have this book, you can read with me, and or either you can just download the episode to hear it again in any way that it might help or encourage you. And I want to also apologize for pronouncing uh, Joyce Meyer's name wrong in the last episode. I called her Meyers with an S, and she actually has no S on the end of her name. Her last name is Meyer, so just to clear that up. All right, meditate on God and His works. My whole being shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches, Psalm 63, 5 and 6. I will meditate also upon all your works and consider all your mighty deeds, Psalm 77, 12. I will meditate on your precepts and have and have respect to your ways the path of life marked out by your law. Psalms 119.15 I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I ponder the works of your hands. Psalms 143 and 5 The psalmist David spoke frequently about meditating on God, His goodness, and His works and ways. It is tremendously uplifting to think on the goodness of God and all the marvelous works of His hands. I enjoy watching television shows about nature animals, ocean life, etc. because they depict the gener- they depict the greatness, the awesomeness of God, his infinite creativity and in how he is upholding all things by the might of his power. Hebrews 1 and 3. Meditating on God and his ways and works will need to become a regular part of your thought life if you want to experience victory. One of my favorite verses of scripture is Psalm 17:15 in which the psalmist says, "Of the Lord I shall be fully satisfied when I wake to find myself beholding your form and having sweet communion with you." I spent a lot of unhappy days because I started thinking about all the wrong things the minute I awoke each morning. I can truly say that I have been fully satisfied since the Holy Spirit has helped me operate out of the mind of Christ, the mind of the Spirit that is within me. Fellowshipping with God early in the morning is one sure way to begin enjoying life. Fellowship with the Lord, if I do not go away, 
fellowship with the Lord, I'm sorry, excuse me. If I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, stand by, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. Okay? But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. These words were spoken by Jesus. Oh, that was John 16 and 7, by the way. These words were spoken by Jesus just before he departed into heaven, where he is seated at the right hand of the Father in glory. It is obvious from this scripture that it is God's will that we be in close fellowship with him. Nothing is closer to us than our own thoughts. Therefore, if we fill our mind with the Lord, it will bring him into our consciousness and we will begin to bring him into and we will begin to enjoy, I'm sorry, a fellowship with him that will bring joy, peace and victory to our everyday life. He is always with us just as he promised he would be. Matthew 28, 20 and Hebrews 13 and 5. But we will not be conscious of his presence unless we think about him. I can be in a room with someone and if I have my mind on lots of other things, I can leave and never ever know that that person was there. This is the way it is with our fellowship privileges. With the Lord, he is always with us. But we need to think on him and be aware of his presence. Three, be God. Three, be God loves me minded. Okay, let's say that one more time. Be God loves me minded. And we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of, by observation and experience, and believe, adhere to, and put faith in, and rely on the love God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love, dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. 1 John 4 and 16. I have learned that the same thing is true of God's love that is true of his presence. If we never meditate on his love for us, he will not experience we we will not experience it. Paul prayed in Ephesians 3 that the people would experience the love of God for themselves. The Bible says that he loves us, but how many of God's children still lack a revelation concerning God's love? I remember when I began life in the word ministries, the first week I was to conduct a meeting. I asked the Lord what he wanted me to teach. And he responded, tell my people that I love them. They know that I said, I want to teach them something really powerful, not a Sunday school lesson out of John three sixteen. The Lord said to me, very few of my people really know how much I love them. If they did, they would act differently. As I began to study the subject of receiving God's love, I realized that I was in desperate need myself. The Lord led me in, in my study to 1 John 4 and 16, which states that we should be conscious of God's love. That means it should be something we are actively aware of. I had an unconscious, vague sort of understanding that God loved me. But the love of God is meant to be a powerful force in our lives, one that will take us through even the most difficult trials into victory. In Romans 8 and 35, the Apostle Paul exhorts us, 
Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? Then in verse 37, he goes on to say, yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing, gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. I studied in this area for a long time and I became conscious and aware of God's conscious and aware of God's love for me. Thinking about his love and by confessing it out loud, I learned scriptures about the love of God and I meditated on them and confessed them out of my mouth. I did this over and over again for months. And all the time, the revelation of his unconditional love for me was becoming more and more of a reality to me. Now his love is so real to me that even in hard times, I am comforted by the conscious knowing that he loves me and that I no longer have to live in fear. I'm going to stop right there. Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. Wow. Very, very powerful um, insight. Very powerful insight. We have to know that God truly, really loves us. If you notice a lot of people in in life, they, if you ever uh, encounter somebody that was just really mean or really upset all the time or just seemed like their presence and their demeanor was not positive, it's most definitely a reflection of them not knowing how truly loved they are by God. Uh, People oftentimes feel rejected or feel like they have to fit into some type of world image or something like that to where they don't feel loved by human beings. But we got to get outside of the love and care of humans and know that God's love is the only important love that really, really matters. I mean, of course, you want your family members to love you or your friends. But at the end of the day, if they can't give that to you, you need to rest assured that someone does love you. And that someone is God. We're going to continue with the battlefield of the mind by um, Joyce Meyer. And we're going to continue, you know, reading out of this. This is a very great resource, very great insight and information she's putting in this book and just kind of helping us along the way. It's all about the mind. It's all about how you think, how you feel and believe about you, yourself and your life. So you have to recognize and be conscious of God's love, put your faith in his love and know that he is there for you always. And no matter what man say about you, you are fearfully and wonderfully created. Listen to the podcast positivity show on radio public. It's free easy to use and helps listeners like you find and support shows like mine. When you listen to my show on Radio Public, everyone benefits. How you ask? Because Radio Public rewards podcasters with a paid listeners rate. And for you, the listener, it's free to listen with no hidden fees or charges or credit card signups needed. Listen on iOS and Android.
I would like to share today from my own written book, Never Forsaken. This book is found at barnesandnoble.com, on amazon.com. It's even sold internationally. It's a faith message of hope and conquering fears through faith. I have um, added some poetry pieces to this book, and I would just like to share from fear to freedom with you today. Um, Hopefully it can definitely be a um, help aid to your side whenever you feel like um, maybe um, people don't understand you or you need somebody to relate to. This is definitely a poem that can touch in those types of areas. I done been through some things that have rocked me to the core. I have cried until I couldn't cry no more. I was just a child when I learned life could get hard. Although I've experienced great hardship, I refuse to be scarred. I will rise, I said. I will live, I'm not dead. I will rise and fight again and more. Can I tell somebody about that time God came knocking on my door? I had anxiety, I had fear. I didn't think I could make it. When would I cry my last tear? But I rose, I fought, I endured, I pleaded, I begged. And God Almighty brought me through the river wide. He gave me Jesus and healed me on the inside. Where I was broken, I am now fixed, and where I was captive, I am now free. I would rise. That's the one thing nobody ever told me. Pick up a copy of this book. It's sold internationally in Dubai. You can find it everywhere. This book is even sold in the Dutch. Um, It's it's all over the place, so it's definitely a great faith message. It was uh, about trials and things that I went through in my own life. A lot of the inspiration, good story. Pick it up. Never Forsaken by your host, Marlena G. Marlena Gartner, that is. Welcome back from the break. I want to go to the prayer manual today. Um, I've uh, been sharing... uh, the daily confession of faith on and off um, out of the prayer manual. But today I want to switch up and do something a little different. I actually want to pray a few prayers that I feel will be really, really helpful to you in your life today. I just really feel it, um, you know, within to share these prayers on the show today. Please say them with me. Bow your heads, close your eyes, get into a quiet place, pray these prayers, and connect with God. We're going to do Job, the Job prayer, and then we're going to go on over and do the cancellation of witchcraft prayers and manipulation. You got to know that there's a lot of witchcraft prayers going up and manipulation in the supernatural world or the, and the natural world. People will say things, speak things over you while you're not even around them. People will be sitting up talking or saying something that's very, um, very um, bad or very unpositive about you. And that's considered in my eyes as a witchcraft prayer. When someone is somewhere afar off, you don't know that they're doing this, but they're speaking your name, they're saying things about you that's not positive. So I really believe that we have to daily um, pray, um, rebuke for witchcraft prayers and manipulation and things spoke out about us that we don't even know is being spoke out about us. And also those things that we do know that's being said. So like I said, we're going to do the Job prayer and the cancellation of witchcraft prayer um, from of manipulation. Okay, starting with Job 22, 27 through 28 prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, Heavenly Father. We thank you that the prayer we make to you, that you will hear us and we 
will pay our vows, Heavenly Father. We thank you that we decree a thing, that you will establish it for us. A light will shine on our ways according to Job 22:27 through 28. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Jumping right on over to cancellation of witchcraft or prayers of manipulation. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus Christ's holy name. We ask you, Lord Jesus Christ, according to John 14, 13 and 14, to destroy any witchcraft prayers or psychic prayers or ungodly soulish prayers that have been prayed or spoken over us to control or manipulate us spiritually or naturally and their demonic spirits into the abyss along with the power of those words. To God be the glory and Jesus Christ's holy name. We pray and call it all done. Amen and amen. I hope those prayers were very um, helpful for you and you were able to connect with God. You can download this episode on whatever platform you are listening to it on, uh, whether by way of uh, iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, Radio Public, however. But keep these prayers with you. They're very um, helpful and they can ward off a lot of evil. I am out of time for the show today. Stay tuned to the Podcast Positivity Show for our Worship Weekend's music coming up next. God bless you, and may he pour out his blessings upon you until we meet again.